You are listening to Are You Familiar With This? with Kush Bhatt and this episode is about audiobooks with Guy Barnes. Let's head it. The last 8-9 months or I can say the whole 2020 has been rough and difficult for me. And I'm sure for many. But it's life and thus too shall pass. But to grapple with this pandemic, I switched to audiobooks for most of my entertainment consumption. I am somewhat still in the exploration stage as the audio world is vast and full of great stories. So why don't we jump in straight to the pro? It's the first episode of Are You Familiar With This? And with me, joining Guy Barnes, a versatile singer, actor and audiobook narrator and lot more. Guy, welcome and thanks for hopping in and why don't you give a bit of intro? Thank you, sir. Thank you very much indeed for having me. Um, yeah, uh, you pretty much just uh, um, said it all right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, at, th- at this particular point in time, I've just, uh, uh, you know, finished a brand new audio book and uh, I'm in the middle of recording a new record as well. All right, cool, cool, great. So Guy, where are you recording from? Uh, I'm in, uh, well, not so sunny Portugal because it's uh, it's uh, just uh, the heavens have opened, quite frankly. Uh, but I live in a, a village called Monchique that's right up in the mountains in Portugal. So it's a beautiful place. Oh, great. So are you from originally from Portugal? No, I'm English. Uh, originally from uh, uh, Brighton, which is down on the south so coast. For you, what's the audiobooks? Is it just a narrating a story or just a business? What, what's your take on it? Well, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I got into the whole uh, audiobook narration uh, job by complete accident. Uh, I'd just come off of a independent feature film that I was doing. Uh, and a friend of mine that was the director was also an author. And uh, the voice that I happened to have been using whilst doing this, this particular film, that uh, I, was, I was playing a very um, harsh character, <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> Um, I, I put on a, I put on a very psychotic kind of voice and he'd just written a, a, a book which needed that kind of vocal, he thought, for the narration. So he came to me and said, had I ever done any kind of audiobook narration before? And at that particular point in time, I hadn't, but I'm a great one uh, at just putting myself in the deep end. So I said, well, look, give me a chance here. Give me the book. I'll see if I can do it if you like it. Um, then we'll go forward. Uh, and I just fell in love with the whole process. Uh, you know, it's, it was that simple, really. But um, I've always been an avid reader. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a great I'm a great one for stories. Even when I write songs, I'm, I'm a very much a storyteller songwriter. So um, it was just I guess it was kind of like the next step, really. Awesome. Awesome story. When did you get into this? Only three years ago. It's not been it's not been long. So it's it's still very much um, a, a learning process for me, you know. It's it's too early, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 strange because I've you know I've been doing well. I've I've um, you know I've I've been asked by companies like Luke Lukeman Literary, who are a well-known company in New York, to uh, narrate such books as Bram Stoker's Dracula and H.G. Wells' Time Machine. So uh, I'm obviously doing something right. 
but um, it is it is a learning process, you know, mm. for everything from the actual narration to the editing to to know to learning how to put a story across as a narrator. Mm. Uh, it's it's not. It, it's not the same as how you'd read a book in your head because obviously you have to put characters to these these you know you have you, you have to appeal to other people's imagination not just your own uh, and so there's a there's a real um, you know there's a real knack to it yeah correct correct, correct. yeah so uh, what's what's your work breakdown these days as I know you are working on your uh, upcoming audiobooks and single songs how's the work going on these days like pandemic time? Well, it's. I hate to say it, but believe it or not, the the the, the pandemic, uh, as far as being an audiobook narrator is concerned, I think, has probably given your average narrator more work because you know people want something to do, uh, and audiobooks have definitely become a very popular medium. Uh, and you know when people aren't able to get to work or you know it's it's just a much harder time for a lot of people and i think that everybody wants to be able to escape from the realities of what's going on at the moment and what better way to do it um than with audiobooks you know yeah yeah great how, how do you prepare for one book like like how much time goes into this, this stuff like you you narrate for men women and other accents also you you need a a special time like one month two months prior to shooting no not really um it's it's more it's it's working with the um with the author that will this is this is at least the process that i've learned is the best way of doing it because um you know at the, the end of the day the person who wrote the story it's 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 just as much their imagination and their baby as it is yours uh and the preparation process really for me is being able to talk as much as i can to the author to how they envision everything from the characters to um the actual narration itself how they want the book put across uh and of course you have you have i mean i do a lot of fantasy books and because of that of course you you tend to end up with a a lot of strange character names uh and and strange character places so of course you want to know how they're pronounced um i did a book recently by uh, a brilliant author called Brian Keith McPherson called Ringstraked uh, and I'm doing the book series for him but the first book The Ruin of the Giant King had over 124 characters um had all sorts of weird different name places so um he spent an awful lot of time um writing down the names uh, as phonetically as possible for me to be able to understand how that how they are pronounced and gave me a whole list of of the characters and their backstories even even if the backstories weren't even written in the book just to give me an idea of who these people were so i could then get into these characters heads and figure out myself how they would sound and then really it was between me and the author um you know i would send him snippets of the voices of the certain characters and say well this is how i envision how this guy would sound what about you and between the two of us we 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 would we were just able to tick the boxes and then i was able to narrate the book yeah great that that's a great uh, process well, how about the tech part like technological like or uh, engineering audiobook Well, I come from an engineering background. Um I was very lucky because for the past 30 years, uh I've been in as I said in the music industry. 
um, and the vocal recording process. Although the 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 mastering of the um, the narrated vocal is is uh, entirely different from from um, recording and mastering s sung vocals. Um, obviously, because I've I, I've had uh, you know years and years and years in in recording engineering. Uh, the recording process to me is is a piece of cake. <laughs> it's not difficult, oh. um, you know. It's it's more to do with the uh, um, uh, you know I, when I when I first moved to Portugal, I, I didn't have any recording equipment here whatsoever. So I literally bought myself a laptop, um, a decent microphone, and, and an audio interface. And after that, for me, it was it was mostly about the room. Uh, and making sure that I was recording in a dead enough space so that there was no there was no air there was no movement as far as the vocal was concerned and it was I was just giving clean recordings yeah so, so uh, do you have your own uh, studio I do yes I do and I'm building a new one as well <laughs> uh, oh, great. so yes I'm very lucky uh, I don't just have a, a vocal booth which I know a lot of narrators have um, I have a 24 channel analog mixing console. Um, you know, which is what I record through. So all of the vocals that I do for the narrations that I specifically do are all recorded in analog, um, which is which, you know, of course, analog is a, an awful lot warmer than digital. It always will be. So to be able to record in analog uh, is uh, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. So you, you have done a fictional fantasy, then adventure genre. So do you think you have niche in them or you just like to play it? Um, I'm really figuring that out as I go along. Um, to, to me, it's just all about the story. I, I don't really care uh, whether it's it's um, you know fantasy, science fiction, fantasy, horror. What I've done biographies too. Um, you know, I, I I think in any form of life, you have to be able to really be passionate about what you're doing in order to be able to put to be able to put you know to express what it is that you're trying to express so as far as audiobook narration is concerned to me it's always going to be about the story first and foremost i don't care what genre it is if the story gets to me then i'm going to want to narrate it how about erotic or romantic would you turn down or you you'll do that no more than happy no, it's ab absolutely. I, I don't see why, you know, I've, I've never been one to veer away from anything. Uh, I can't say that I've done any kind of uh, erotica at this particular point in time. But once again, if the story's there, you know, if someone turned around to me and said, Guy, can you narrate Lady Chatterty's Lover? I would do it in a heartbeat because it's a beautiful story. So, um, I, you know, I wouldn't narrate... Um, erotica for just for the sake of erotica if it was just typical gratuitous rubbish but if if it's got a wonderful story then yeah why not great then any any genre you wouldn't do or you know you'll just turn down um i wouldn't do anything with uh probably with a heavy religious aspect for the simple fact that I'm, I'm not what you would consider a very religious person. And I think that you have to believe, I think you have to have a lot of belief in, in anything like that, uh, you know, in order to be able to really put it across. I'm very spiritual, but uh, I've always been under the greatest belief of all that, that most religions are the reasons that uh, war and famine and, 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 and murder, are, uh, you know, are occurred in, in the name of religion. So I, I don't really think I'd be the right person for that kind of genre. But um, uh, anything else, I think, is pretty much on the cards, yeah. Let's talk about 
business prospects so is it a quick bug business for the artist you know i am asking this question because i read the uh, pools of unemployed artists like uh, audio engineer theater guys are moving in this space like globally mhm well help let's let's put it this way i've i've you can do it if you just want a quick buck uh preferably i don't think that's the way to go about anything in life um you know i think that uh if you do something because you're passionate about it then you know the money will come no matter what the situation is it's about the consistency but i think like the music industry there's an awful lot of noise out there uh and there's an awful lot of uh there's an awful lot of crap out there that that people unfortunately can listen to that haven't been put together well um and i think that this is this is the problem with anything but at the same time you get what you pay for and i think when you go through companies like audible uh you're going to get uh you're you're going to get something that has been narrated and has been edited and engineered by someone who who does it specifically because they're an expert at it and i don't think that you can be an expert at anything unless you have a love for what you do so um you know i i think it's that simple really so sorry to to answer your question you know if people want to do it for a quick buck yes i'm sure they can do um but i i personally myself you know i i won't net i won't do this just for the money i've got to believe in the story and i've got to believe in 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 what it is that i'm doing first and foremost totally totally agreed uh, so you don't see any competition oh no i'm sure that there's a lot of competition to a certain extent but i i i personally don't think there is i think there's room in this business for anybody um you know because it's such a wide genre you know let's be honest with you you know audio books come in all different shapes and sizes from all sorts of different uh um you know different genres whether it be but you know everything from from business to spirituality to horror to fiction to non-fiction to you know uh and some people are better at it than others that's just the case the same way that a jazz singer isn't necessarily going to be the greatest rock singer in the world or uh you know a classical musician isn't necessarily going to be Eddie Van Halen uh you know in this world you know some people are going to narrate books better than others so i don't think that in my view there shouldn't be competition you know if if you want to be able to set yourself up as an audiobook narrator and you, and you have a love of reading and you have a love of stories and you think that you can do it then do it you know mm, yeah yeah agreed and fair, fair enough yeah guy can you narrate now Okay so uh I can give you uh, a little clip of uh the book which will be released uh, imminently which is the last book I did uh called The Shaper Chronicles that was actually written by a great guy who's actually a captain in the US Marines of all things called Ethan Westhoff uh and once again I'm going to be narrating the series of books which are called The Shaper Chronicles for him and uh this is uh the this is well this is the, uh, uh, this is from the first chapter the evening could have been called peaceful if not for the threat of danger approaching the pair sid had taken up a flute and was playing a simple melody that drifted on the breeze a melody that reached the group of bandits who had taken up an ambush spot not far from the two men's camp As the flute tune carried, Sid played with one eye open, sitting on a fallen log. Beorn sat cross-legged close to the fire. It was Sid who noticed the figures in the woods shifting around their camp. He saw the telltale glint of steel reflecting the firelight. 
the slight disruption of shadows in the night that revealed men who thought they were stealthy. He winked at his friend and continued to play while he stood up, allowing for a quick draw of his rapier should the need arise. Accustomed to the strange man's antics, Bjorn recognized the preparation for danger. Bjorn began to stand up as well, easing a large greatsword free from the sheath on his back. Thinking they had ambushed the two travelers, the five bandits burst forth from the tree line and attacked. Two of the men came charging at Sid, one with a wood axe and the other with a large, unwieldy sledgehammer. The other three peeled off towards Bjorn, all with smaller axes in both hands. Sid braced his feet, raised his sword and laughed maniacally as one of the brutes swung down heavily with his axe. Sidestepping to the left, with a quick thrust, he slipped the slender sword into the man's throat. He flicked it to the side and tore a large gash in the neck. Sid felt the blade feast on his opponent's lifeblood, urging him to continue his dance of death. A genderless voice only Sid could hear said, Another one dead. How many have we killed? The mortally wounded bandit immediately clutched his throat, trying desperately to cover the grisly wound. Sid pirouetted around his collapsed foe as the second enemy attempted to knock his head off with a wild horizontal swing of his crude hammer. Avoiding the hit, he brought his sword up and around the wild swing, guiding the blow into the already collapsing bandit, knocking the poor fellow to his knees as the last gasp of air escaped him. Sid chuckled. The dance was dangerous, but exhilarating. He replied to the empty knight, One more, certainly. <laughs> Swinging back to square with his remaining opponent, Sid fainted low, forcing the man to off-balance himself with a wild block. Then, with a strong thrust, Sid ran the blade through the bandit's heart. Retracting the sword swiftly, he stepped gracefully out of the way of the dying man's futile swings. Bjorn had chosen to charge at the three heading his way. Meeting the one furthest to the right, he halted abruptly and swung his sword in an upward arc with both hands on the handle as his opponent flailed with an undisciplined strike at the giant man. As the sword lifted up, catching the axe and bringing it high, Bjorn reversed the momentum of the blade, interposing it between him and the other two as he shoulder-checked the man in front of him with his heavily armored body. Stunning the man and knocking him over, he continued to step forward, driving his left heel into the fallen man's face as he pushed off. With the crunch of the skull cracking, he propelled himself forward, thrusting his blade past the second opponent's futile guard and driving his sword through his midsection. He quickly retracted the blade and brought the weapon to bear on his final opponent. Stunned by the impressive display of speed for such a large man, the remaining bandit turned on his heels and tried to escape. With a roar, Bjorn dropped his weight and leapt forward with a powerful lunge. His blade burst through the man's chest and the monster of a warrior ripped it horizontally, cleaving the retreated bandit almost in half. As the blaze of the campfire moved in the wind, Sid searched the vicinity of the campsite for any more brigands. Finishing his scan of the immediate surroundings, all he saw was his traveling companion wielding his weapon as swiftly as Sid swung his smaller sword. Hefting the blade over his shoulder with three foes strewn about him, Bjorn whipped his head around and growled at Sid. You half-mad little bastard! I actually thought you intended to relax with a bit of music. There's been talk of bandits and you knew it! You think it funny to play your little trick on a friend who looks out for you, even when you don't return the favor. Your particular fascination for the prank goes too far. 
Sid interrupted, chuckling, a bit of his madness slipping into his voice. <laughs> I sure did, Mr. Bjorn. It was a good time, though, yeah? Stopping and slashing about. <laughs> Joyous fun. This sure wouldn't have come out if I didn't. We wanted to speed up the process. I warned you with a look, if you remember. <laughs> Hells, man. You fight better with your blood up. You might have thought to capture them elsewise, and then we'd be babysitting nasties all the way back. Fantastic. So, so is it a fictional or adventurous? Oh, it's a fantasy book. It's, it's, uh, yes, it's, it's, it's fantasy. So, um, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. It's, it's uh, about a fictional place called the Mesoconian Empire and a little town, well, a, a city called Fallwood. And um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a typical fight against good and evil. Uh, against the dead and the undead, actually, <laughs> but it's a wonderful uh, and the characters, yeah. just, the characters are just marvelous. So yesterday, I I watched a Social Dilemma on Netflix. Have you, Have you watched it? No, I haven't. So it It was quite, uh, you know, di- disturbing. And what awakening moments was our attention and you know retention ratios? So I I read one report a few days back uh, that seventy five percent of all on-screen content being viewed for less than one minute, but 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 in here, audiobooks creator create a whole different world where where you can live for 10, 20, 30 hours, you know, without any hesitation because you are living in another world, which which yeah. is created by author and narrated by, you know, narrators like you. So it's mm-hmm. a very fascinating stuff and you can't just scroll for 10 minutes and you are listening to 20-30 hours of content, of stories. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, sure. fascinating, fascinating. Yeah, I need to I'll, have to, I'll have to look that up and watch it. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Do, 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 do watch it. Mm, I will. So when you are not doing narration, what, what do you do? Well, um, I'm kind of semi-retired now, which is a, you know, a very nice position to be in, which is half the reason I moved to Portugal in the first place. But as I said, I come from a music background. Uh, I'm a published uh, songwriter and I was a singer for an awful lot of time. So, of course, that was my my first love and uh, will always be. And uh, my publishing company came to me about three months ago and, and, and said, look, you know, during this lockdown period, nobody can get out and gig. Nobody's in a situation where they can really do anything. How do you fancy putting out an album? And uh, I've, I've, as a songwriter, I've been in licensing and sync for years and years and years. I mean, I haven't actually released anything for a, a very, very long time. But um, and to start with, I, I said, no, I don't see the point, quite frankly. <laughs> there's, there's no way of being able to, uh, to go out there and gig it. I can't market it. You can't really do much. Um, and to be completely honest with you, in this day and age as a songwriter, uh, the, you know, the music industry is, is kind of dying a death and nobody's really making money out of publishing anymore. But at the same time, I, I thought, well, hold on a second here. You know, what else am I doing outside of narrating audiobooks? I'm not really doing an awful lot. Um, uh, and uh, so I thought, oh, what, what, why the hell not? So I've been sat at the piano or with a guitar on my lap writing a whole bunch of new material and, and uh, also looking back over 30 years of my back catalogue to see if there's anything out there which, um, which I can also use, you know, which I think is good enough and, 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 and kind of like rework some songs as well. So that's what I'm doing. 
right now uh, and the album's going to be called child of yesterday and it's going to be out probably around about march april next year mm, great great awesome awesome so i are you listening to any audiobooks right now like currently no i find it to be completely honest with you i find it very hard to listen to audiobooks whilst i'm in the middle of of kind of like the process of narration uh, and i'm setting up a, a bunch of other audiobooks at the moment which i'm going to start narrating quite soon uh, and i have to kind of keep my head in the story of, of of what it is that i'm narrating or what it is i'm concentrating on um if i start getting caught up in other characters and 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 you know it, it kind of it it takes it takes it away <laughs> I, i i stop being able to concentrate funnily enough i can read um but but i find it very hard to be able to narrate when i'm listening to other audiobooks i don't know if other narrators feel the same way but i i certainly do so that that's your uh, mentality and process yeah yeah it's, it's the same when i'm having to to write music i mean if i'm given a a brief by by a publishing company or a production company uh to to write country music and i have to write five or six country songs um i personally can't listen to other types of music because otherwise i start getting influenced by that particular genre so uh it's it's having to put on a certain hat uh, and just keeping it on for that particular period of time you know uh any any audiobooks recommendation for for first time uh, explorer um no if i'm honest with you just just listen to what listen no and i'm i'm being honest listen to what you love it's it's that simple whatever it is that you read uh i would recommend that you go to audible and you look up the books that you love um you know but but at the same time you know maybe go outside of your what you would consider your safety zone for a while i mean i got into classical you know into classical literature uh and ended up with a massive love of of classical literature by by reading Jane Eyre when I first got a Kindle and thought well you know I'm reading so much Stephen King and fantasy and all the rest of it I want to try something else uh and and so I picked up uh you know I picked up on the Brontes and I I grabbed hold of Jane Eyre and it became one of my most favorite books of all time so um that's I think that's the beauty of of uh, of audiobooks is there's there's so much for you to be able to explore um you know but pick you know pick 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 what you love <laughs> i don't know what else to say you know yeah yeah so i uh, i'm streaming right now a uh, never read by neil gaiman so it's it's my second exploration of neil gaiman's world not right. after sandman so uh, yeah okay. i started yeah sandman during this lockdown only right it was right. great yeah it was full audio drama great yeah well great well Neil Gaiman's rather rather good isn't he he's a, he's a brilliant author so um you know it's amazing how many authors uh out there narrate their own works as well i don't know if if neil gaiman does or not i haven't heard any of his audiobooks but uh i know stephen king certainly does yeah so so, so do you difference between uh, audiobooks and audio drama do i know the difference between audiobooks and audio drama um to be honest with you that's not something i've had much experience with weirdly enough i have actually voiced some audio dramas um but i guess the difference between the two of them is you know is from what i can gather is that audio dramas tend to have a narrator and then a whole bunch of voice actors playing the different parts whereas uh narrating audiobooks it's just that one person during the narration and having to voice all the characters themselves then uh, audio uh, audio drama would be 
I think, easy, easy task than this. Oh, well, I, I certainly found it because, of course, audio drama is pretty much just it's like a radio play, you know, it's it's uh, which, of course, is exactly what they used to do back in the old days. It was a bunch of character actors standing around a microphone uh, along with a narrator. And they used to, you know, play out, used to, you know, play out these parts and, and play out these stories, uh, you know, for radio. So I think audio dramas uh, are pretty much the, you know, just a modern take on that, really. Yeah. And and uh, guy, I heard your new track, Child of Yesterday. Uh, oh, it's cool. a dope, superb. Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, it's the title track of the uh, of of the new record. And uh, if you uh, go to my website, uh, can I mention my website? Yeah, sure. Why <laughs> why not? Yeah, okay. If you go to www.allthings/rider.com then uh, you'll hear all sorts of different music. But Child of Yesterday is on there along with a whole bunch of other tracks. Yeah, so as, as far as I, I feel, they feel that it's a song of uh, nature, uh, pandemic and civil unrest. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a it's just a shout to, to you know, better days past and hopefully better days yet to come. Uh, it's it's kind of that simple, you know. It's it's kind of it's it's a bit a bit of a self biography too, but you know <laughs> I suppose a lot of songs are. <laughs> so so apart from from uh, songs writing, you have your own radio show. What's that name? Uh, I work for or or don't work. I work alongside uh, a radio company called Carvero Radio that's owned by a lovely fella uh, called Craig Timmis. Uh, and I do a radio show on Carvoero Radio, which is called Carvoero Rocks, although I'm not going to be doing that again until um, uh, roughly around about uh, middle of January next year, because uh, I've had to take a break to do other things. But yes, uh, I, I was doing a radio show uh, for Carvoero Radio. Yes, which is a Carvoero, by the way, is a town, little beautiful, beautiful little seaside town in Portugal. And apart from this radio show, you have your own vlog, right? I well yes it's once again it's something that I I have started to do it's in very very early stages but I have a massive love of motorcycles uh, and have done literally since I was three years old <laughs> <laughs> always loved motorcycles and and when I was a when I was a young boy uh, I rode scramblers and did motocross and all sorts of stuff and you know did the usual try try to jump over anything I could jump over and you know, crashed more times than, than, than I probably stayed on the thing. Um, but these days I have two motorcycles. Uh, I have a 2006 Harley Davidson Softail Deluxe, which is the motorcycle I rode uh, all the way down from Brighton, all the way through France and Spain and into Portugal. Um, and was, I mean, I, I wasn't going to stay in Portugal. That was the strange thing. I, I came down to Portugal because my wonderful sister has a, an apartment down in Carvoero and I was going to stay there for a couple of weeks, hang out. And then I was going to head off east, uh, you know, down through the Spanish and French coasts into Italy to Amalfi and then through to Croatia. And, uh, I was, I was going to sort of like try and head up as far as I could, uh, and keep on heading up north to 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 end up in in um, uh, the Lewakian Mountains, the Wallachian Mountains, and Transylvania and Romania, simply because I'd narrated Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah. uh, and I was very interested in that part of the world because of that book. But of course, the lockdown happened, uh, uh, you know, in uh, you know, in, in sort of like the middle of March, and I was stuck there, uh, and so I fell in love with the Algarve, and I've been here ever since. 
great. Then we sh- we should do the separate uh, episode for that travel, <laughs> travel over the heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more. You know, I use like, you know, I've got this GoPro Max and I just stick it on the handlebars of the Harley or, or my other bike, which is yet, which is a Yamaha Dragstar Classic and just go riding off around the Algarve and, and make little videos of, 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 uh, of my travels. But I haven't had, I haven't done many of them yet, to be honest with you. As I said, it's a new thing, but uh, I have an Instagram. Well, I got three Instagrams actually. I have one for my narrating, one for my, uh, uh the the vlog stuff of vlog stuff i always call it vlog for some reason uh, and one for the music so uh but the 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 motor vlog one is is uh, just look up monchik rider and and you'll find some stuff yeah it's quite interesting stuff you know quite interesting hobby yeah well it, it keeps it keeps me busy you know as i said i'm kind of semi retired now so i've got time to be able to you know do the things that that i love uh, which I'm incredibly, I'm an incredibly blessed position to be in, uh, and I love motorcycles. So I thought, well, why not share a little bit of that? Yeah, yeah. I I saw your post on Facebook. Yeah, with Harley Harley <laughs> Davidson. Yes, it's a nice bike. Yes, it's that very Mayans Mexican cholo gangster look to it, but uh, it's it's a great bike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you you also have worked in a few indie movies, right? Like typo. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, how was your experience with that? Yeah, I'm not sure when Typo is coming out. We finished that quite a while back, um, but that's. I think that's the thing with independent movies. Unlike uh, you know the the big Hollywood budget stuff where you've got hundreds upon hundreds of people all working at it at the same time. Uh, in independent films, you've got a lot of people who were dedicated to the craft of making the films just as good as the ones you see in Hollywood. But of course, they take an awful lot longer during post-production, specifically because you, you have maybe one or two people doing the same job that 50 normally do, <laughs> trying to put it together. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, but it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful, it's, it's a wonderful film. So yes, you can, the, the trailer's out on YouTube, actually. If you look up Typo Movie, uh, the trailers. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so can you relate with your narration this this uh, whole acting experience? Like, then it should be easy for you to narrate any any stories as you are, you know, actor. Yeah, well, I considered myself um, very much a character actor. Um, you know, more than anything else, I, you know, and, and the, the type of roles that I tended to uh, <laughs> play were were very dark, mixed up uh, individuals of 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 a sort. Um, which are much more fun to play. I mean, playing the anti-hero is much more fun than playing the hero. It just is. Uh, you know, there's, you can get your teeth into uh, a complete nutcase. You know, at least I feel that you can anyway. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, so yeah, it's it's more fun. It's it's definitely it's definitely more mm, fun. Yeah. So, any upcoming projects like you mentioned, uh, upcoming few audiobooks? So, can you can you give a bit bit of that? I've got, well, I've got a couple coming up, but I'm not allowed to say what they are. That's 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 the trouble. You know, it's it's really strange because when you work for companies like ACX, it's fine. You know, you you can sit in your booth and do little videos to show what you're narrating, and but some companies don't like you to do that. You know, because they're worried, especially if you're narrating classical literature, because of course there are so many companies that narrate classical literature that they're worried that another company will latch onto it and try and do it themselves, and so it becomes quite hush hush and secretive, which is kind of the situation I'm in right now. So. So, um, you know, I can't. Uh, I'm hope I'm going to be working on a new TV pilot next year uh, for a company in Portugal. 
uh, which uh, I, I, I'm sure that I can mention, which is uh, it's going to be kind of like, a, um, what can I say? It's, it's going to be kind of like a, a, a Benidorm of the Algarve. I suppose that's probably the easiest way of describing it, like a comedy drama based on, on, on Algarve expats. So uh, that's being worked on at the moment. Uh, and I'm going to be playing a, 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 a has been a, a musical has been pop pop star who um, who now runs a bar and gets himself into all sorts of trouble. So that sounds like something that could be quite good fun. Uh, and there's a couple of yeah, films yeah. that we're hopefully going to start working on next year as yeah, well. Yeah, great. After this pandemic yes, ends. Yeah. When it does, which, of course, we're all scratching our heads right now trying to figure that one out. But um you know, it's it's it is lovely to see people being creative at this particular point in time. You know, I think everybody's everybody's trying their damnedest to get back to some version of normality, no matter what it is. And and uh, I think that's definitely the right way to go. Yeah, yeah. So we we are approaching the end. Let's let's end with your song. Any any favorite trick? <laughs> oh yes, of course. You want me to pick up a guitar and play something, don't you? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play something uh, incredibly simple that I actually wrote years and years and years and years ago uh, for a friend of mine's wedding. So it's uh, uh, the actual chord shapes themselves are based around the typical wedding song that everybody walks down the aisle to, as it were. Uh, it's got that typical da la 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 uh, kind of feel to it, <laughs> but um, it's called it's called it's called where you belong. Uh, and yes, I wrote it for a, a friend's wedding, uh, and it goes a little bit like this. Slowly walk towards me. Hold your arms out, reach your heart out, and wrap them both around me. That's all I ever want from you. They're all the things that I hold true. I'll be your lover in the night, kiss with glowing candlelight, and I will sing you a love song. I'll be your savior in the day, so all your troubles fade away. Then you'll know it's right here where you belong. Now and then, babe, you love me. That's all you ever have to say. Hold me closely when I'm sleeping 
Please don't ever walk away That's all I ever need from you There are the things that I hold true I'll be your lover in the night Kiss with glowing candlelight And I will sing you a love song I'll be your savior in the day So all your troubles fade away Then you'll know it's right here where you belong Then you'll know it's right here where you belong. <laughs> oh, great, 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 man. The fantastic, fantastic track. It's a wedding song, right? Yeah, it was, yes, I recorded, yeah, I, I wrote that for a friend's wedding. I, I had to have been, what, 22, 23 years old? Uh, I'm coming up to 50 now, so I don't even know how you think of that. Yeah, <laughs> I've played that thousands of times. If I'm completely honest with you, um, when I was a kid, that 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 song used to get me girls like nobody's business. That was kind of my dating song, my my way of uh, trying to impress a girl. Play that song to her and 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 say, "Hey, I wrote this for you, baby." <laughs> so I I, th I think you you are Elvis Presley fan, right? Oh, I love Elvis. He was my, my first ever, uh, you know, my first love as a kid, without a shadow of a doubt. Always adored Elvis. So that, that's your inspiration for, for singing? Yeah. I, I think the first time I ever saw Elvis, I can still remember. Uh, and I was about three and a half, four years old, uh, turned on the television, and it was a scene from a film called Fun in Acapulco. Uh, and he was singing Bossa Nova Baby. Uh, and I just saw this guy and thought, wow, I want to do that. <laughs> and I got given my first guitar not long after. So, you know, my, my beautiful parents, uh, may they rest in peace, were, were um, you know, were very supportive of me learning guitar, which was great. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I felt uh, one thing that your singing and narration voice is, is completely right. different. Yeah, well, I think it. I think to a certain extent, it, it kind of has to be, you know. But I mean, the, the voices that I put on when I'm narrating characters, um, you know, can go anything from this kind of stuff all the way to this and back forward. So it, it kind of really just depends on who I'm narrating, what it is that I'm doing, you know. Uh, and I, I think that that's the, the the thing that I love the most about narration is is finding voices and and finding different uh, different ways of of putting a character across, you know. Yeah, so, so have you worked on that, or it's it's just a natural? <laughs> um, I, 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 ever when I was a kid, uh, I used to make people laugh by making silly little voices and and you know doing different characters and and, and stuff. I think that's why I I, I got into acting as well. Um, it's just fun and it's stupid. You know, and I think one of the greatest things about narrating characters is, you, you know, as long as it fits with the story, you can make them as stupid as you want, especially if you're doing children's characters. I, I did a book called The Diamond Ship by a, a great author called Adrian Beckingham, uh, and I had to narrate the whole book as a pirate. 
which kind of ruined my voice for two weeks afterwards, you know, spending your life having a talk like this, you know, <laughs> you know and, and doing that the whole way through a book. Um, but, it's, but it was great fun. You know, it was really, really good fun to do. So um, it's that's 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 fun. You know, it's just fun. You know, you sit there scratching your head half the time, going, "What a what a crazy way to make a living!" But it's fun. Yeah, that that's what only matters for for artists, whether you are making a song or audiobooks, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's it's about the creative process, and to to me, that's. That that's the beauty of, of of doing anything, you know. As far as I'm concerned, I think if you're able to create something and, and put it out there into the universe, to me, you've 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 built on something that's positive. Um, and I don't care how you go about doing that, you know. If if it's if you're putting out love, light, and positivity into the world, and you're helping people escape from from what at this particular point in time is the harsh realities of most of our lives, then you're you're doing something good. Yeah, absolutely, agree, totally agree. So, guy, great, great. This has been a great episode, and thank you, guy, for sharing this fascinating stuffs with us. and all the best for your upcoming projects thank you sir it's been lovely talking to you and it's it's very kind of you to have invited me so guy where can people find you or ping you right okay well the easiest if you're an audiobook fan the easiest thing to do is just look up my name guy barnes go to audible and look up guy barnes uh you'll find all the audiobooks i've narrated at this particular point in time but outside of that Uh yes if you go to um allthings/rider.com uh you'll find everything else. <laughs> <It's not so. laughs> yeah, great. Simple is good. Yeah, absolutely. Whoa, what the thank you for joining in and is it your first time? Then thanks for coming along. and do subscribe to this podcast on your favorite app so you won't miss another episode of are you familiar with this stay tuned until next time <laughs>